Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Big Week in Gaming podcast. And what do you know? It's been a big week in gaming. I'm into golf for episode 59 on Sunday, the 7th of November, 2021. As always, I'm joined by Mike. Hello, everyone. And Swinney. Hello. In this week's show, we'll be discussing Blizzard's woes continue with huge game delays. What's the future of Super Smash Brothers series? Impressions of the biggest game of next week. Forza Horizon 5, and our review of the Australian quirky unpacking simulator game, Unpacking. As always, if you want to support the show, jump on the socials, follow us, subscribe, like, pay us money, go on Patreon, demand a Patreon that we don't have. Uh, All the links, it's very easy, just go to bigwigpod.com, you can check the descriptions for the links, you can... Jump on there and come and support us. Say hi. And Swinney, Swinney, you've got some really key key news in the intro. Yes, so... No, it's not me hyping my Kemco tier list like you oh, probably thought. Oh, Damn I actually it, I thought, thought it would be that. <laughs> Although I will maybe give a bit of an update later when we uh, talk about <laughs> okay, the games we've been good, playing good, this good. week. I genuinely no, thought that's what it was. <laughs> no, I, uh, I just wanted to say that uh, last week during our Facebook meta segment, um, you made a joke into God uh, mm-hmm. that you thought that they may rename the company to The. And and I laughed on my heart, chuckle, and then six <laughs> days later, I finally got the joke. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, because the clip went live and then I listened to it like, that was like right at the beginning, I'm like, oh my God. Now I get it because they used to be called the Facebook. <laughs> You're worse than you're like Joe Jives. So our friend Joe, who whose favorite film of all time is Dumb and Dumber. Is that really his favorite film of all time? I think it's his favorite film, yeah. So he's watched it many, many times. Many, many, many times. Sure. Anyway, about I don't know, he was in 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 his mid-20s or something, reaching his 30s, and he's driving down the highway and he sees an ad for Samsonite. And finally he goes, oh, Samsonite. I was way off. The joke finally made sense after like 15 years or something or 20 years of him seeing that movie. That's like me watching watching Red Dwarf as a kid, which I loved. But there's so many jokes that until I watched it later as an adult, I'm like, Ah, uh, now I get what that, why that's so funny. You know, there's, there's super a, funny. <laughs> there's a lot of perils of being a parent, but one of the coolest things actually, it's almost like going through all of popular media again with the kid, like on an age appropriate basis, obviously, but you start to watch things and I'm like, oh, I didn't really understand that. Even in a Disney movie, it's like the little kind of nudge, nudge, wink, wink, all that kind of stuff, especially in the Simpsons. Oh my God. There's so much, oh, so many jokes. It, it feels like it's, it's taken to my ripe old age to actually understand. So one Talking... of my favorite. Yeah, go. go no, I was just saying, talking about uh, cartoons, like, you know, there's a Reddit thread that's something like um, shower thoughts or something like that. Mm-hmm. And I think I read something that's like, when just the Lion King movie, just the first movie, I don't know about the others, it's like you don't actually know what time period the Lion King is set in. Oh, like, I love Ooh, that. That's a good show. <laughs> mm. That's good. All right. Hey, before we get into what we've been playing this week, I wanted to ask you mm-hmm. a question because my wife gave me an answer that kind of blew me away. I, I read this stat in the newspaper about 
five inches, but it's thick. Sorry, go that on. Zoomers, so, you know, folks who grew up not seeing September 11, but growing up in the aftermath, so like 20-year-olds, mm. that they were asked the question, how much money would you have to be paid so you don't have a phone? So maybe you have a dumb phone, but you don't have a smartphone for the rest of your life, right? Mm-hmm. Now, I want to ask you guys, what's your number? And I'll say what the average number is, and I'll say what my wife said. Okay. So so uh, maybe with you, Sweeney, because I think you'll be the lowest. So can I... Can you have anything like a tablet? No, but you can't have a tablet using it like as if it's a phone. So you, No, I'm saying like, do you have an equivalent that you could take around with you to like browse internet? Let's say no. Okay. Yeah. Um, so you can have a laptop, you have a desktop, of, and the a dumb phone. Life, the tricky part with that is you just don't know how much more important a smartphone is going to get. Sure. More and more and more. But I don't think they'll ever oh. force anyone to mandatorily have a smartphone. Like oh. in Australia, we have these crazy rules. You have to check into every place. Not the that rest, I'm skipping doing that. For the that, rest but... of my life, it'd have to be, I don't how know. Much, how much money? I don't know, 10 mil? 10 mil? Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. That's way higher than I thought you would be, to be honest. Because wow. I think out of everyone I know, I think you would get rid of it the easiest if you had a dumb well, phone. Well, that's the thing. It's like I... Mm. It's like... When I'm without my phone these days, mm. I'm I'm just like, man, what do I do? You know. But the reason <laughs> I say ten mil is because that's a long amount of time, and a lot's going to happen yeah. at that time. You know. Whereas ten mil is like, okay, that's that's you could be comfortable. You know, oh yeah, with, for sure. With that, so. definitely. How about you, Mike? So for those who are watching this on the internet, not listening to it, watching this, this, yeah, this yeah. is what my phone. Old phone looks like it's it's in a million pieces. I literally took it apart in as many pieces as I want it. What happened a few days ago? Well, what has it been? It's been about a week now. No, no, no I, I gotta tell you guys this because it's, it's, it's part, it's part of the answer. Yeah, I will I'll, answer I'll you, your I'll question you in a roundabout kind of way. So, <laughs> about a week ago, the phone completely stopped working. I was working on my car installing a new Bluetooth system, took the whole console apart, and my phone for whatever reason when i looked down at it the screen was half gone it just it something must have leaked in it believe it or not it might actually have been sweat so i think i had it in my pocket the screen was cracked (laughs) sweat permeated into the actual cracks from my leg sitting next to my dick and i kid you not it actually destroyed destroyed the screen and went into into the liquid crystals and destroyed it um, incredible sweat destroyed your phone sweat destroyed my phone yeah i kid you not so anyway sweat destroyed phone yep sweat Jesus. destroyed phone so <laughs> i'm I mean, writing it i'm writing it down. Down. this <laughs> thing this thing was well and truly properly used as you can probably see in this it's completely sure. smashed anyway oh, yeah, it's all smashed up i remember yeah he showed us a video S- in our private smashed. chat and it was so, screwed up now the reason why i mentioned that isn't isn't to talk about my broken phone because no one gives a shit about that it's the fact that in that transition period where I couldn't really use that phone properly, I couldn't go and do anything. I couldn't, I couldn't really use the screen properly. The only thing I could do is pretty much plug it into my, into my computer, somehow managed to use a touchscreen to unlock it and sufficient just to be able to download all my photos of my cat, of which there were about 10,000, I should you not. And then uh, moving on to a new phone and not having all the stuff set up. So I didn't have Signal, for example, for for a while, didn't have WhatsApp anymore, didn't have any of those messaging systems. Man, it felt fucking awesome. It felt so good not getting all the notifications <laughs> every single bloody minute from all this shit that I just 
honestly. Which you don't need to set it up. Mostly like that, don't need. No, I know you don't, but yeah, inevitably yeah. you do. Inevitably yeah. everyone does, right? I like don't. I don't eat two donuts, but I ate six of them today. That's you had six donuts today. I did. Wait, wait, hang on. What size donuts are we talking about? These Little are the ones. Daniel ones. No, that? I don't know like, what that is. The, like the proper freaking full size donuts, man. Dude, they're like, they, okay. Have you had uh, them? They're like I've, that big. I've never, I've never heard of a Daniel donut. I'm sure <laughs> yes. that makes me stupid and wrong. <laughs> Daniel's <laughs> donuts. I have it's never new. heard of Daniel You guys donuts. have to check I've, it out. I've it, never heard this. Number number two, half of the audience is from the US, right? So it's like you're talking about a super regional, like even if for Australia. It's a well, no, thing. I don't know. I think I think it's a chain thing. It's not. It's yeah, not just a one-off thing. It's an international chain. But anyway, six full size donuts. Uh, okay, maybe it was donuts. five, but around there, yeah, Jesus, it was a lot dude, of that's donuts. That's a lot, dude. No offense. And by the way, these are amazing. And I'm a they, fat they bastard. They shit all over Krispy like, Kremes. Okay, I'm turning into a fat bastard too. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, donuts have nothing to do with the story. <laughs> so now, so to answer your question in a super roundabout kind of way, which included donuts for some reason, I think I would do it for whatever money would be sufficient, like Swinney said, to be able to comfortably live the rest of my life and not not worried that much about shit. So if you talk about having to buy a house and then having enough to then, you know, have some spending money for quite a while, I, I would comfortably do it for like two mil, yeah. I reckon. Yeah. yeah so because I'm honestly, like, I don't give a shit. I could, I could probably give it up tomorrow and I'd be happier than I am now not having which more. could Yeah, I think in your case, because you lack a lot of self-control, that's very true. <laughs> totally lack self-control, That's very yeah. true. I'm, he, I'm... You know he'd use that two mil to buy for no, I wouldn't. Break you wouldn't know, but he wouldn't, <laughs> be, allowed. He wouldn't be allowed. He'd break his oath just like our New Year's resolution. <laughs> you wouldn't be allowed to do that, though. That, that wouldn't be part. Then you'd lose your money. You'd lose this. Is, no. This is, oh, what this you is, would this, do, this you would rules. It's just like, can, can you guys buy me a phone for my birthday? Ah, <laughs> no, that's true. Yeah. Oh, I need a phone no, no, for no. the podcast. No. I need a phone for work. Okay. I got one even better. So when you, you get enough money that he could hire someone to hang around with him all the time who has a phone. <laughs> and he can instruct, okay, Google this type of porn for me. <laughs> all right, hold the phone right there. No, a, bit, a bit down. A bit, oh, that's it. That's exactly. the spot. Yeah. <laughs> He'll get himself a PA just for this. Well, my answer is probably about, similar to you, I reckon, two to three mil. I reckon. Yeah. 10 mil is like shocking to me, Swinney, that you said that. But Look, I mean, you, you asked us out of nowhere. It's yeah, like, no, no, fair enough. I kind of just was just thinking to myself also, you know, like it depends what you do with the money as well. Do you invest it? And then suddenly, yeah. you know, like um, mm. that money's worth a lot more over time as opposed to, oh, I've got 10 mil current day amount. Yeah. You know, so it's so not going to work maybe during when, this time. When right? I asked my wife, what, yeah, what did her immediate answer was $100 million. I'm like, wow. wait, 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 wait. So if they said $50 million, you'd say no. And she goes, no, nah, no way. <laughs> I'm like, $50 million? Like, really? And then I think she didn't really understand. Even though I said you can have a dumb phone, she's like, oh, but, you know, because I can't text anyone. I'm like, you know, you can text on a dumb phone. Hmm. You can call and text on those phones. You just can't browse the internet and stuff like that. So then she came down to $20 million. So it actually shows how well, much she values texting at $80 yeah. million for the rest of her life. So no. wow. Anyway, uh, you know, the generation after millennials, it was like $5 million was the average. And I think one in five said they will lose a finger to, to keep their phone. Wow. wow. <laughs> that's, yeah, no, that's not happening. It better be the thumb or a practical finger you actually need for texting. <laughs> that's true. And to Take maintain our video game rating in the Apple podcast categories, we do need to move to what games we've been playing. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so we will go to our opening segment. 
which is what we've been playing this week. So, Mike, what have you been playing this week? All right, all right, all right. So, I played, same game as you played, a little indie gem. Aussie Made indie by gem. Aussie developers. Sorry, you were about uh, to say in, that. From Brisbane, called Unpacking. I'm not going to talk more about it because we're going to do a segment on it, but we have thoughts. Many thoughts. You finished the game, both of us? We did. I've contacted I, I, the devs. So, there's yeah. a little... Yeah, they awesome. came back to me, so I had a little conversation <gasps> with them. Sweet. You know, a little bit of a, you know, hype hype for the end of the fantastic, show. Skip ahead. Fantastic. Awesome. Cool. <laughs> There's time well, codes. I, fin- I finished it twice nearly, so oh. if that, that's anything to, to say. And the other little game, uh, it, it's a bit more obscure, I think, than Unpacking. Not not as many people, <laughs> I think, are aware of this one, uh, is Horizon 5. So, Horizon 5, okay. What's Man, on Horizon 5? They've made yeah. four sequels to Horizon Zero Dawn. <laughs> they did. They did. So... Horrible joke. Uh, I'll do. I'll do a proper <laughs> review on it. Hopefully, my my review won't be as horrible as that joke. A review? You can already do a review. How many hours? I'll do. I'll do a proper look. It's going to be a bit of an impression, but yeah. I, I think I think I could probably do a full it, review. To be honest, I've played it, it enough now. I play. It better it quite be called. It better be impressions because that's what the segment is called. It'd be yeah. impressions. <laughs> but and, I, 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 and we're I, teasing for next week that we're going to do a review of it. Oh, <laughs> so okay. Well, then to I will. I will reserve most of my <laughs> my thoughts for pre, next week. It's then. a pre-review. It's a pre-review review. Oh, like a preview. Yeah, pre-view. There's like, it's like there's a word for that already. <laughs> wow. What will they think of next? <laughs> so, so yeah, so that that's one. Uh, again, because if, and I might as well say it out now, if you, if you get the premium upgrade or the premium edition of it, you can play it early. Yeah. Otherwise, it's only coming next Which week is, in case people are going, how the hell did you get a copy of it? Helpful for the people who are like tuning in right now because most yes. people will be hearing it when it's on Game Pass for free. They like probably will by then, yeah. It's but pretty, just in case, just it's in pretty case. insane. I think they've had nearly a million people playing the game already. What? Really? Yeah, I'm not surprised. Yeah. Well, buying oh, the premium version. Huge. Yeah. This game's going to be massive. Huge game. Right? Yeah. Anyway, we'll we'll save it for the hype yep, later. We'll save the it. And then uh, the other game I played a little bit of, um, not a little bit, uh, you know, more of, was uh, Resident Evil. Ooh. Wait, 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 wait. Resident Evil Village. Eightage. Eightage. <laughs> so played a bit more of this. Um, love the game. Absolutely love it. Uh, as I said, I think last week, I love the direction that the Resident Evil series has gone in. Mm. It's 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 the perfect mix of retaining that Resident Evilness, where really it's kind of a Metro, Metroidvania kind of game. <laughs> you know, you may not necessarily get certain new abilities and stuff to to open doors, but there are there are certain things you need to do, and then you got to come back to an area, and then you can you can access other parts and all sorts of stuff like that. So excellent game, love it. I reckon uh, I reckon we need on our podcast to have. Like, like a like a stamina bar or something, which is you know every time we mention Metroidvania or Dark Souls or Souls like <laughs> or whatever it is, it just gets depleted a bit and doesn't renew <laughs> very quickly. Uh, right. So the so the next thing which is somehow related, and again in a roundabout way, I'll explain why mm-hmm. is I got my hands on the Switch OLED. Do you have the box so- in front of you? I do not have the box in front of me, unfortunately. <laughs> oh, no, wait, I do, I do. Right, I actually right. do have yeah, it so, so, a bit of context. Uh, Swinney and I knew that Mike was going to get the Switch OLED, even though he stated, and, I, and you know, maybe I could do like a smash cut right now, that mm. you're not going to get one. I don't need a... Uh, and then you ended up buying one like straight away. It is inevitable. So, yes, I ended up with the Switch OLED because they had an eBay sale and... 
it's not that my, it's not that I want to switch OLED. I just I want to save money by spending money, basically. So tell you what though, I love it. Love it in the sense mm. that as someone who plays mostly handheld, it is truly a no-brainer. So if you if you have a current switch and you mostly play handheld, totally worth the upgrade. Sell your existing switch, get the OLED. It is amazing handheld. If you're obviously only playing docked, as we've yep. talked about before, eh, waste of money, really, because it does the same thing. But handheld, amazing. Just visually, it is so beautiful. Uh, those rich blacks are ah, phenomenal. Love it. Love the new OLED screen. Uh, the only thing I didn't love is the three screen protectors I had to go through till one of them actually worked properly. And that had nothing what, to wait, do with what, me. What, what yeah, happened? So, so I bought three. I bought an original pack of two screen protectors. The first one had a little. Let's from call, Amazon. Let's call these brands out so people can avoid it. Man, I do not. I'd, I'd have to go look at the the brands. Um, unfortunately, I think I, I got in a little late, which means all the good brands were sold out. Yeah, so I got I got I had, AM film. It's too bad we're not in the same city anymore. I have because... AM film as well. So oh, you didn't that's like second, it? That's a second. That's no, no. So that's the second batch I bought. So the first okay. batch was something else, and. It the first one had a little bit of stuff underneath, and it was not from me. I literally pulled the film and plunked it straight down, so I doubt it was from me. And the second one actually had a bit of um, damage on the glass itself. Really? Yeah, but it I was so happens, you so. could sort of run around the thing, and I'm like, man, both of them were just screwed up. Did you get so a refund? Then I ordered a new pack of the the AM films, which I can sort of recommend. But I noticed even on that one, there's a tiny little imperfection of a scratch. And on the very side, there's two two particles as well, which again, 100% I did not do. Mm. But it's sort of off the side where it's not on the, the actual screen itself. So I don't give a shit. So I'm leaving it as that. So yeah, I've got the that's... AM film. I've always bought them. I think they're pretty good. So you're saying about the, the screen protector, but what about the cracks? You know, you've got to protect from your sweat you know you don't want to end up in the middle <laughs> well, i know like i know i probably should i probably should be careful with that stuff i must have some sort of alpha sweat alpha sweat animal sweat maybe <laughs> yeah go on so that's it so yeah love yeah, the switch it's good, now, isn't the, it, man? no it's it's fantastic as as handheld honestly i mean if if you were to buy a new switch right now definitely get the oled if you can oh um, I always, worth the extra money i think we always said that like if you're if you're coming in fresh it makes perfect sense. I think if you're on a launch yep. switch like me, you know, it makes perfect sense. Um, I just think, yeah, for folk like Sweeney, who's already got... And you play mostly docked, Sweeney, right? Yeah. A bit no of handheld, but mostly docked. Yeah, generally, it's like... I don't also use my switch enough to justify it because also it's like... The biggest thing for me would just be, okay, I need new Joy-Cons. But as you said, I generally use a docked mm. anyway. So. Yeah, yeah. So it makes no difference. Yeah. But, yeah, but it, it, it. it's hard for me to go back. You know, I've been, I've, <gasps> I said it all, uh, Animal Crossing up for my wife. She plays so much of that game. And because of the new update and just looking at that screen and then like the new one and everything, I'm like, ah, I just You're right. I feel back, like it's man. not been saying this, but it, it really, it, it's, it's jarring. It's weird. It's like going yeah. from sixty to thirty or something. Yeah, it is. It's... And I don't mean to sound like a snob, but it, it just it's it's a nicer screen. It's a it's much interesting because when I went back to using my three DS after using the Switch, it was like that jump as well. I know that's more drastic. Yeah, but it was that same like you have to really adjust. It's exactly situation. like that. It's yeah, weird. I, I now, I'm almost debating about getting a three DS XL because I've got the little new three DS, like the smaller form factor size. Not that common in America, but. I, I like it because I could get the Super Nintendo version of it and it's just like too small. Like, and it's, I don't know, it's, it's so true. I try, I went back to play Samus Returns and I'm like, 
oh, can they just please release this game on the Switch? I just, I'll uh, buy it yeah. again from scratch. Like, I'm fine. It's just, yeah, it's a little bit frustrating. Um, so just, just very quickly, by the way, yeah. uh, speaking of Switch and, and games and the segue from Resident Evil to the Switch, I started playing uh, both in parallel, which is kind of weird. The remake uh, of Resident Evil, the original, so the one that was came out on GameCube uh, and yep. obviously then got ported to a million different things. That's Fantastic. Resident Evil Zero, right? No, no, no. Uh, the oh, original Resident game? Evil remake. Oh yeah. Zero is a separate game as well, yeah, which I also have. So I'll probably play this and then I'll play Zero. And and also Resident Evil 4 on the Switch, which is effectively really just a, a an Xbox port, I think. Uh, they haven't really taken full advantage of the console, which is a bit of a shame, but it's still a fantastic game. So okay, Resident cool. Evil for everyone. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to playing Resident Evil uh, 4 VR, but <clears throat> might be next year, honestly, the way it's tracking. So yeah, I also played Unpacking, uh, awesome mm-hmm. Aussie game. We'll, we'll cover it with a review later. I have also finished Luigi's Mansion 3. Um, very awesome game. I, I I just wish there were like more games like this that respect your time, you know, like Uncharted and, you know, games that are like a dozen hours or so, right? Mm-hmm. feels like so many people hate these kind of games where it's just like, oh, you know, it's too short. I didn't get enough content. Um, awesome puzzles, like really, really enjoyed it. You know, quite challenging at times. I hear, I read a lot of people <clears throat> would jump online actually to solve some of them because they just couldn't work it out. Like they really use all of the different mechanics that you have in the game. I thought the the third act was probably a little bit weak, but you know, honestly, in a game, you know, if the third act's the worst, probably you know what is it? Not even half of the people will get up there anyway. Um, but yeah, like it, it's a very solid game. You know, it's like a seven to eight out of ten. I really recommended it. Recommend it if you have kids. Like very fun game and cartoony. The other one is mm-hmm. that I just started playing this week because the expansion, so the second part of the DLC is out, is Hyrule Warriors: Age of Calamity. And man, I love this game. Like I, I kind of personally hate the term guilty pleasure, but it is that kind of guilty pleasure where it, it's just like it, it's just a fun rompy game that's stupid and. You know, you do dumb combos and it's, you're killing thousands of enemies each level, but it's just a very fun game loop. Like it's kind of not the same, but similar to Monster Hunter where you just, if you enjoy the game loop, it's just, you know, heaps of heaps of content. Um, yeah. The thing though, that it's quite funny is like the story in this game is just not better, but it's just more detailed than Breath of the Wild, which is kind of hilarious. And also, uh, the weapons don't break, so maybe this would be your favourite game, Swinny. <laughs> I've always wanted to try the Horror Warriors games, but again, as you said, it's just, you know, the you've said it before, you know, the performance aspect, but also yeah. just... Could, just can I just mi- pause you on that for a second? Just because it's pertinent, because yeah. I wanted to raise it, so it's good timing. I actually, like, it's really weird. I don't know what the hell's going on. Like, when I played it, when it came out, I was like, damn, this game is like so like choppy. I don't know if they've done patches and stuff, but, or like maybe like th- this is going to be weird. I don't know if this is possible, but maybe my switch, cause I got it on day one was starting to get like laggy or something. Right. And I'm thinking, man, like maybe that was a contributing factor to it. Cause I was playing this and I'm like, this is not too bad. Like there's some slowdown every now and then, but it's totally mm. It's actually almost as much slowdown as Breath of the Wild. I was like, oh, okay, this is really weird. So I just wanted to mention that. 
Because I did hmm. have huge issues with that. And I'm so glad I went back to it now. Does so, it run better on the new processor? Sorry, Swinny. No, no. They just extend the battery hmm. life. The biggest thing for me is just there's just too many games to yes. play. Like I I still haven't played through um Xenoblade Chronicles, you know. Yeah. Like it's I've had that sitting on a switch installed for like over yeah. a year and a half and I'm just like at some point I'll get back and get past the first like two hours of that game, you know, and then just mm. oof, just too many games. And I keep yeah. buying more. Yeah, this is not a ten out of ten game, right? This is like a solid seven out of ten. But I, I think because I've played, you know, a few hard games, then luigi's mansion which was like so many puzzles the whole way through it was like no relaxation almost it's actually almost relaxing playing this game it's just a bit of fun mm-hmm. uh the other ones uh i installed it takes two because that came to game pass i i might try to play that with my wife or mike whoever gets in play. first Ooh, so. i've heard i've heard that is a testing game for relationships really? okay yes. maybe I'll wait then. just blagging that right. i've heard that from multiple people all right maybe i'm sure it's then. fun to play maybe play it with me yeah, I'll play so, with you. So, like. yeah, the also the the t- let's just the say themes, the, theme, right? the themes That's... of the game as well. Yeah, uh, so, okay. Yes, I'm gonna skip it. Yes. Then. I'm gonna skip it. We'll play it together, Mike. <laughs> Maybe we'll stream okay. it. Do you want to stream it? Do you want to commit to that? Yeah, I reckon we should stream it. All right, done. Yeah. Uh, well. Other things, uh, and we'll try, chat more about it next week. But and I always butcher this guy's name, but uh, we did a feature on Cruel World uh, like three or four months ago, mm-hmm. and the dev of Cruel World, uh, Droken. Do you reckon that's how to say it, Droken? I think so, yeah. I don't know. It's well, a Q&A. It's always hard, right? At some point, Please hopefully... let us know if it's not yes. correct. <laughs> yeah, I'll ask him how to phonetically say it. But he spent October making a brand new game each day, making a complete mockery of That's Mike sick. and my, you know, <laughs> New Year's you can, resolution. You can't even make one in 365 days. <laughs> yeah, we said we want to make day. one game in 365 days, and he's made one game per day in October. Um, so I've played... I don't know, like uh, four of the days. And yeah, like I think we're all going to play through those games. Uh-huh. We'll cover it next week. It's really cool. I'm really excited to see how you guys uh, see it. And I have been going long, uh, but Elden Ring. So we had a gameplay trailer. You, you watched it? You will notice that we have not got it in our stories because we're mm. trying to go blind on a bit. Did I watch it, boys? Should I? I reckon he did. Should I tell you all the things that happened in this? No. La, wait, I gotta have friends on. Should we quickly go around and, and confirm who has and hasn't? Okay, yeah. Sweeney, it. have you watched this gameplay trailer? Uh I've watched someone else watch it. So you've what? watched it? Maybe. Oh I've watched shit. someone else watch it. So you've watched a reaction to it, but then eff- effectively you watched it. <laughs> yes, I did. Mike? I did. Uh, I've not not watched it. <laughs> Wait, have you watched it? I uh, I watched bits and pieces of yeah. it. Yeah, I didn't watch it. I would. So, did, no, so I had wait, wait, running... can I just say? Well, I'll give him my answer. Yeah. And I'll throw it back to you. I yeah. I thought shit. I'll take not take one for the team, but I'm like I've been bad. I've actually skipped through and watched wow. bits of it. So we've all fucking watched we've it. Watched <laughs> so I'm the great. We all say so, we're gonna go blind on right. it. To, to be fair, I haven't really watched it properly. We should I was, have streamed I had it. it running just to listen to to the commentary while mm. it was while playing, and I kind of took small glimpses at it, but really small glimpses because I didn't want to know anything. I kind of just wanted to hear what the guy was saying. So I don't I don't know the areas. I don't know any of the stuff yeah and i ordered it from yeah. amazon you guys what did you guys do i uh, th- thanks to intergot who was flagging uh it with us i got myself the collector's edition yes yeah, not the one big fancy one for helmet the well, one we don't have that in australia 
Yeah. yeah. Um, and I got that from EB Games because JB Hi-Fi, the stupidity, the fact that you can pre-order from them, but it's only delivery. So yeah, unless so you plan annoying. on buying a separate version of the game to play on release, you're not, gonna, do that. you're not going to be able to, you get that from JB, you're not going to be able to play that game until like a week later, maybe more given Australia Post's current turnaround times. And then think about and the Metroid Christmas. Dread spoilers. Oh no, it'll be post-Christmas, sorry. Like, yeah, who knows what kind of spoilers you get. Yeah, yeah. So what are you guys going to do? Because this does happen, unfortunately, where collector's editions are super late. Like what I'm are you gonna do? Another copy, so I don't give a shit. Oh, you, you've bought another copy. I'm going to buy an actual. Oh, okay. Single I'm, standalone copy. I'm actually considering it as well, but <laughs> I, I do you, actually, I do really want to actually like the there's stuff in the collector's edition that is actually really appealing. So it's not yeah, like, I just same. don't want it to sit there like sealed on my shelf. I actually want to read the you know look at the book and stuff. So I don't know. I'll see how it goes. I mean, like, yeah, Miyazaki, you know, he's been on a roll, right, with these games, so... Yeah, <laughs> yeah like, but... It feels like so, a safe So bet. were City Project Red. <laughs> so, they went on a roll. They play, They made one well, game that was a AAA mega hit. Yeah, but it was, a, it was you know, a series, as in one, well, and one game. two That's was amazing, and then... And then three was amazing. No. And then you guys are off your rock. No, number with the original Witcher was fantastic. Witcher two was a masterpiece. And sure, Witcher 3 was but just amazing. They're not. They're not triple A mega hits. Only the Witcher three was a triple A mega hit. Anyway, anyway, I I I agree that like From is also very different. From is a much bigger legacy in turn. It, honestly, um, the like all the Armored Core series, yeah, they've made like forty stuff. games. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So. Yeah, no, but it's it is exciting. overpriced, We're especially in Australia, by the way, in terms of the cost. It's like it comes up to like three hundred eighty bucks or something. Oh, the collector's edition for yeah, the collectors, yeah, yeah, which is a lot more because it's only one hundred sixty pounds. And I want to throw it to Swinney, but I do see that you don't have Metroid Dread here. Hmm. Uh, I do have Metroid Dread here. It's right on the shelf. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> you idiot! I'm saying in the run sheet. Um. Uh. At some point, I might talk about that game. Have you played it? Um. I have. I'm, I'm fanging to hear mm. your dude. You know, I is... I shall share my thoughts Screw once the audience. I have. I want to know. <laughs> once I am comfortable that I have played enough of you've, the you've, game, you've tasted, you smelt the the game. Um, no, yeah. what I actually want to call out today mm. is that I'm I've brought back the Duke Nukem cap. With yes. the, yeah, it's uh, not big enough for the video, I think. Yeah, so Duke Nukem Forever. You know that that the best game of 2011. Mm-hmm. Um, oh yeah, ten year anniversary. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And it's got the uh, bottle opener on the edge. And that, that I, is cool. I I attempt. I thought I might actually attempt to. Um, I've got. I'm not going to drink it on air, so I'm uh, not this, going this to. This should be good. I've, I've got a bottle um, of Peroni here, and it mm-hmm. is uh, oh. not a twist top. So I have, oh. I'm going to attempt. <laughs> oh, okay. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. I'm going to do it away a little way. I'm going to do it a little way from the mic, just so, you know, it doesn't, like, go and destroy all my audio-visual equipment. At least it's not right. sweat. Right, right, go to the, go to no, no, your no, side. Wait, 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 go, 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 go to the side. side. We can't see. We can't see. Go to the middle. I can't focus on wait, you. I just, have to, I just have to be able to hook it. Why? This seems then, so practical. Right, I nah. have... Yeah, go do it. Do it. Do ah. it. Do it. Did it no, work? No, wait. It... it Kind of popped it. Like, <laughs> rotate right, it a let, bit. Rotate right, it a let bit. Let me try it again. Do it again. All right. Wait. Ah, <laughs> wow. This is a horrible. Is as trashy as the game. I think, I think you. It's intended to take the hat off, not like stupidly. It's unacceptable the taking the hat I off. So, right. Yeah. All right. Third. Last yeah, try. Yeah, yeah. Last try. Give yeah, it a good hold one. The Give it a good bit. one. That's Give it. it a good hold one. the metal bit. Yay! Yay! There we go. There we go. Uh-huh. And 
I've got myself a little like ice bucket that's like a mug with <laughs> ice in it. That's so, a good idea. Um, I like that. Where the lid girls going to put it? Man, anyway, whatever. Hey, you need um, you need the Series X mini fridge when it comes out in Australia. If oh yeah, that's going to be sculpted the hell. It was already I'll get my bots on it. I'll get my bots on it. Now it smells like beer all around me. That's not great. Um, yes, just, just then it smelled like beer, not before. Yeah, yeah. lucky we're doing a, an audiovisual podcast, so there's no smell. <laughs> Actually, talking, yeah, like talking about like cans and bottles. I actually had a can of energy drink shotgun itself in my <laughs> shopping bag what? this week. So I've actually, I was going to take a photo before. <laughs> I've actually got it here. So you can see the, wait, wait, the oh, bottom yeah. is like oh, yeah. broken. Wow. I don't know how it happened, but I live in an apartment huh. block and I noticed as I was in the foyer, it's just like <laughs> dripping everywhere in the foyer. And I'm like, oh crap. And wow. So obviously, like, I tried to do what I could and I went to, like, the building manager's office and they weren't there. And I'm like, oh, this is so <laughs> bad. It's not. spilled everywhere in the foyer. Yeah. I'm like, all right, I, I, have to, I have to take my shopping up. I've got frozen stuff, right? Yeah. Five minutes later, the fire alarm goes off. The huh? whole building comes down through the foyer, <laughs> stamped, stamped through all the energy drink that I spilled on the floor and covered my tracks. And I'm like, oh, what? That was perfect. Anyway. Um, I have to say, I would, it would, it'd I be would, funny but not funny if someone actually slipped and broke something. <laughs> I, yeah. I have to say, I'm like, I, I was always an asshole, like in any apartment block I ever lived in, right? I always had issues, right? And there was one time I locked my bike on like a stair rack or something, and I, I was walking back up, and the guy was like running the apartment block or whatever. He's just like frustrated, so he's just looking at anyone to complain to, right? And it's like, oh, look at this, some assholes lock their bike onto the stairway. And I'm like, well, I can't say it's my bike now. Right? And he goes, too bad for this prick. I'm going to cut it off right now. And I was thinking, shit, like, I don't want you to cut my expensive lock. Right. So he's trying to cut it. And I've got like this insane New York, forget about it lock. Right. And he's trying to cut it. And he can't cut it. Right. He's like, oh, F this. I'm going to go get my power tools. I've got a pneumatic one to cut it. I'm like, shit. What? Like, and I was planning it out. I'm like, He's going to go off and get it. Should I try to unlock this and get it away? <laughs> oh, I thought you were going to kill him. No, <laughs> that would have been a better solution. Uh, all right, anyway. video video games, video games. Um, so actually, I've been growing my PS4 collection. So today Ooh. I picked up uh, some cheap pre-owned copies. I've got myself a uh, Last of Us remastered. Question, you don't there. actually have a PS4, though. You only have a PS5, right? Correct, but okay. I, I knew for a while that no, the most... Just... Things I'd be using for is actually playing PS4 games. Mm, yeah, um, perfectly. And pleasant. I got myself the game that everyone you know still talks about, which is the Order 1886. So so you talked talk before. You talked yeah. before into God about games like length of games. Like mm. this is the game that's meant to be like six hours long. Nice. So <laughs> it's actually anyway. not that bad. I played it. It's it's good. All right. Uh, what I've been playing this week. So I played a lot more of Under Hero. Uh, I'm not going to talk too much about it because I went into it last week, but I'll just say that it's cool battle system, which was like, a, you know, stamina management, but then like punch out style dodging actually got even cooler as a, it unlocked more of the stuff. So it actually adds a rhythm element to it as well. Mm -hmm. So you've actually, if you time your, you don't have to, but if you time your hits to like the music in the background, you get critical hits. So it's like all this stuff combined, really, really cool battle system, but I mentioned last week that it's like a platform uh, RPG and that actually extends to the bosses as well. So you have bosses where you're dodging attacks like, a, you know, like your ender lilies or 
symphony night like style but then you approach them when they like get tired and you actually enter a little limited turn-based section and then they go away and you have to dodge them again i don't think i've ever played a game that's mixed the two like that it's really really cool the last thing i'll say is that it is very much a platformer in the sense that like you're dodging spike traps you're climbing vines and unfortunately the controls are just wonky enough where it just doesn't feel right so Mm. as a platformer i don't think it's very strong but as a game in general i think it's really really fun so um the next game i've been playing is surprise surprise the latest chemco rpg release they swerved me i thought the next one wasn't until the start of december what a plot twist i did not see that coming and then i check and i'm like wait ghost sync came out yesterday what the hell so wait was this the one that was meant to come out in december i don't well the thing is right the the chem community that's what the it's chem, called. The chem I, I've, signed, I've signed up to the Kimco mailing list, by the way. Um, oh, God. <laughs> I actually had to email them to get added to the list. It was really weird. Um, <laughs> I don't know why. Surprised you didn't have to write a letter. Anyway, it's dear sir slash madam. It must be a Japanese process or something. But anyway, the um, their TGS site had mm. this game. The next game is De- December, and everything got moved up a month. I'm like, God, they swerved me. But anyway. Um, so that means you can do your tier list earlier. But then there's also December. Release oh, there's going to well. be a December game. Okay. Yes, of <laughs> course. It's um, it amazing how quickly they crank these games out, man. The thing is, right, this game came out like in February on mobile and came out first on Xbox this month. Hasn't come out in PlayStation or Switch mm. yet. And I'm like, man, those Swinny dollars are getting them to release it on Xbox. <laughs> <laughs> They're seeing this crazy bastard buying all the DLCs. Number one so, client, baby. And this um, one looks interesting. It's about uh, a girl and a dog. Yes, so that dog... And a ghost boy. That dog is possessed by some ghost dude and it's mm. it leads to some really weird uh, moments where like the girls that don't know that... There's like a female party member that doesn't know it's a ghost dude inside the dog. And so, like, when she goes to pat the dog, it's just, like, really inappropriate. Anyway. Well, I was going to say, yeah, what if a romance blossoms between the guy and the girl? I don't know. I don't know. We'll see if it goes there. But anyway, this is an an EXE Create create game. Um, It's actually pretty fun so far. It's one of their better ones. So, um, yeah, I'll... uh, when I wrap this one up, this will be my 35th Kemco RPG. What? What did you say? My 35th Kemco completion I hope on they Xbox. send you a, a plaque or something or a, I don't know. Well, the there's a the, the dude that's on the top of the leaderboard's already completed the game and it came out on the uh, 4th of November. So anyway, actually, you can wow. beat this game in a day if you really wanted to. So anyway, um, now the last thing I'll mention is... This thing that I'm going to show up is yes, the Super oh, Mario awesome, 64 man. Lego block that I own. Oh, a piece has fallen off. Um, that I built this week, and man, I tell you what, I haven't built Lego since I was like 11 years old, like wow. a proper Lego set myself. Mm. Like I've sat there with you know, like nieces and nephews and mucked around, and. Lego, Lego is just so much fun, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Like, do Lego doesn't it have to be the running for like the best toy ever? 
It's just, oh, that's I, a good question. Best totally toy ever. is the best toy ever. Oh, best it's toy so ever. good. Oh. Yeah. And I like, I almost like would have reviewed this thing because this is how much I love it. But then I'm like, God, if I made a segment of like a Lego review, the enthusiasts would just be so pissed off at me because I'd be so <laughs> ignorant of anything to do with Lego. I'm, like they talk about casual gamers. I'm like a casual Lego builder now. So I kind but, of um, don't want to know all the ins and outs of it. So that's, that's why I'm specifically actually not going to talk mm. about what it does, even though the video kind of showing you and the B roll, but yeah, it's, this is such a love letter to Mario 64 that obviously it's a great set for anyone that just loves Lego, but if you love Mario 64, this is just like, there's so many moments where it just made me smile. I just absolutely love it. <laughs> so I'll, it did actually also, like I said, like I haven't built Lego in so long and I don't know, like I found myself like skipping steps and like, oh yeah, I know where that part's going to be there. And then I kept screwing myself all the time. And I'm like, oh God, I missed one little piece and I've got to go take it all. <laughs> so I think I need to refine my Lego skills a bit um, next time I get a set. So I don't know, maybe I'll get that um, the NES one. The yeah. NES one is awesome. I've got yeah. the NES and the Lego block one on my Christmas wish list. So yeah, we'll I, see. I, okay. I have a feeling you'll love Lego block one. Into yeah, I think like Mario 64 sentimentally it's right up there with ocarina of time it's just like right in the sweet spot in our age profiles mm -hmm. you know and they're amazing games like i still like i said like i still play mario 64 um i think we were mentioning in the minimic later that they've updated the 64 controller to work on uh super mario 3d all-stars the mario 64 game yeah that's the bowser it's in the side <laughs> yeah it looks really sick man i'm really looking forward to it all right well that rounds out our Big week in gaming. We'll move on to our news. So our first news story is that Blizzard has ongoing woes and they continued this week after the announcement that both Overwatch 2 and Diablo 4 will see delays. According to the recent earning report, Overwatch, uh, Overwatch 2 and Diablo 4 will arrive later than originally envisaged. Comments in the report indicate both titles are likely in 2023 or beyond and, quote, push out the financial uplift it had expected to see next year. News follows Activision Blizzard's rough last few months after a sexual harassment lawsuit filed by the California's Department of Fair Employment and Housing, which has led to a mass firings and also key Blizzard staff giving their marching orders. This week, Blizzard co-leader Jen O'Neill stepped down after three months in the role, previous to the Vicarious Visions boss, and Mike Ybarra, will take over duties as sole Blizzard lead effective immediately. Last week, they also announced plans that BlizzCon 2022 were paused indefinitely. Blizzard. So we haven't been speaking on the show too much, but, you know, it's probably a good time to, you know, bring it all together, especially with the, the news this week. Maybe I'll throw it to you, Swinney, and then to you, Mike, just given I know you're a huge Diablo fan. I want to gauge your interest in Diablo 4, but... Swinney, like, the question I have for you is, is the golden age of Blizzard over? Well, they're definitely on. It's such a downfall at the moment. Yeah. Now, obviously, there's elements where it's, you know, likely of their own making, and a lot of it's also just, look, game development is hard, right? And they, we know that they probably announced stuff earlier than they probably should have in regards to some of this stuff, but something like overwatch 2 like that's already such a weird game in regards to how they're positioning it it's kind of almost like an overwatch 1.5 in the sense that 
it'll be cross you'll be able to play you know like overwatch one players will be able to play with overwatch two players and stuff and you just like at this point it's already a hard sell for a lot mm. of people and the fact that if this game doesn't release next year you know i think they're gonna have to do some serious work to win people over for this one you mean 2023 yeah 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 because so, next year 2022 right they've already said it's not going to come out then well so that's the thing so we they've said that it's delayed it's mm. just the fact that obviously reading, you know, reading between the lines around that thing that you said about their financial uplift. Um, but we still, there's no official confirmation on yeah. the exact timing of when these games are due for release now. So. I think the thing though with gaming, especially like in recent time with the pandemic, games have almost keep getting pushed back. And I, I think even prior to the pandemic, I can't even think of a game that's been brought forward where they've said, this is going to come out on Christmas. Oh, you know what? It's it's already ready. So we're going to release it mm. like three or four months early. It's kind of unheard of, right? So Yeah. And you had Jeff Kaplan leave what, like five yeah. months or four months ago or something. And even then there were a lot of red flags, a lot of red flags about Blizzard in general, especially around everything to do with, um, you know, on the back of World of Warcraft, uh, sorry, Warcraft 3 remastered and all the mm. issues went there. And then Vicarious Visions got merged into them and everyone's like, why? They just done the, they were just on a roll. So it's like, it just seems like things are such a mess. And yeah, it's such a shame because this is this is one of the like golden gooses of studios, you know, for the mm. last 20 to 30 years. So. Yeah, I mean, Overwatch had won Game of the Year 20... 16 i want to say um mm. you know put, put that in that context and then from where it is now i mean no hype at all for overwatch 2 like mm. i think you've captured that perfectly and then diablo 2 resurrected which i like i think we were all really excited about but there's just no hype no one's talking about that game at all and i want to throw to you mike as uh mm. the biggest diablo fan among us and like a huge diablo fan in general you know what are your thoughts on the studio and the Sorry. diablo 4 in particular so I, I like to probably say an ex Diablo fan, Whoa. if that makes sense. Whoa, so, I, mean? so well, I was huge. Oh, so I was huge in Diablo. So I played Diablo. I played the demo of Diablo when I first got my hands on it to death. That and Fallout, I played it over and over and over again. <laughs> and then when the the game finally came out, and, and I had a computer that could play it properly, it it was it was amazing. I loved that game to bits. And I even remember drawing characters as a kid related to the game just sketching it out because the manual that it came with had some really cool um it had the three characters really mm. cool and stylized and stuff and I, I loved just drawing that kind of stuff um but you know that was back then and sort of to answer your question about is blizzard still blizzard in that way and i i i don't don't think it really is the same company and i think a company is ultimately the people that are in it not just the product that they make because obviously the product that gets made is made by the people that work there. And I think it's it's changed quite a bit. Uh, for better or worse, I'm not going to go into, into into those details. I just definitely don't think it's the same studio. Um, and, and likewise, you know, it's it's like Bioware, what happened with, with Bioware. It, it's a completely different thing now. The name remains the same, but I think the people that are still there and, and, um, and, and the ideas behind it have changed. And it's not the same Bioware that we grew up on with the same kind of games that they used to make. And I think it's the same with Blizzard. So am I looking forward to Diablo 4? 
four absolutely I'm, I'm looking forward to you know playing the experience i'm absolutely not looking forward to getting into the grind in the multiplayer which is why i don't play overwatch either um but i absolutely think it's a game that would be fantastic to play i i do look forward to seeing what the next installment brings i just don't think blizzard has the same i don't even know how to put it um they've tarnished their name too much in 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 some ways recently that I don't think it has the same pull and the same hype of a company that they used to have where it's, it's I'm not saying they could do no wrong but you knew that the next game would probably be fantastic it doesn't really exist anymore and I think it's the same same issue as Bioware same as same as a bunch of those other companies they just don't have that anymore because so, is this correct in saying this when he Overwatch would have been their last AAA release. That's 2016. Uh, other, yeah, now, other now than, like they've had, you know, yeah. Diablo 2 Resurrected. They've had heaps of updates with World of Warcraft. They've really upset the community. But I'm just thinking, like, out of the AAA, you know, I'm talking about Diablo 3 level, mm. Overwatch, you know, these kind of games. I think that's the last one that they've actually I, released. I think so. Um, because, like, as you said, like, tentpole releases, you know, Warcraft 3 Remastered wouldn't fit that bill. Mm. Um, I think so. Um, yeah, it seems like it was Overwatch. Obviously, they've been hard at work on a lot of stuff, and we know that, yeah. you know, Diablo 4 has been has been developed for a while. Um, but, yeah, no, I believe so. I'm just checking. But, yeah, know. I mean, just, like, I guess where I'm getting at is it's it's interesting that... That game was so well received. So many people still love Overwatch Game of the Year in that year, which is probably a bit crazy, to be honest, that it's Game of the Year. But, you know, like they haven't even had an opportunity. But I think we're all, you know, totally in agreement. And I I totally agree with your point, Mike. So I'm not going to rehash it. The whole Bioware analogy is perfect. I think the magic is out of that studio when you look at the key folk who have left. And it's kind of been ripped apart by the... You know, the sexual harassment lawsuit that's happening, that's not going to be resolved for like two to three years, potentially. Like, and and that's it, just, it, it rips the culture apart. It totally rips the culture apart, yeah. In, mm. I'm just looking at there. it now. So, yeah, so Overwatch was mid-2016, um, and it's pretty much, yeah, up until... It's pretty much Overwatch 2 and Diablo 4. It's the next kind big releases. Now, in saying mm. that... I know Hearthstone is a big game, but in terms of, I guess, things that are kind of in the, along the lines of like your yeah, Overwatch and um, Diablo, Diablo three was twenty twelve before that. Yeah. So it's not right. like there, there's definitely a lot of gaps in mm. the timeline. But when you think about it, if Overwatch two and Diablo four are twenty twenty three games, then that's a gap of like seven years. That's crazy. That's, that's a massive so, yeah, gap. That's crazy. But you, you, you know what else? I think it, it maybe comes down to. Um, I, I keep thinking of this idea. Oh, actually, it reminded me of um, when Aaron Schwartz merged with the other two guys that started off Reddit. Oh, yeah. Um, and he hated... I, I remember when I was reading the book. Gosh, I forget the name of the book. I have a copy. It's, it's quite good. Um, that he hated, even on his first day, apparently he just hated working in that corporate environment. It was supposed to sort of be the same, but it wasn't. It, it became a bit of a corporate environment. And I remember on his first day, I think, if, if I remember correctly, he actually went and cried in the toilet. He just couldn't deal with, with that change of how it was. And I think there is an element potentially that game studios have become quite corporate. And I wonder if when Activision took Blizzard over, there was an element of that that change in, in, in the way things worked internally and the way you developed games. Because Blizzard, you know, was one of those 
those companies were kind of like Bioware were originally started as a small studio where it was almost like building games in a garage, I think. It, it was a completely different feel and a completely different interest in you building the games, whereas it's now become a giant juggernaut run by Activision who really are all about profit um, and appeasing shareholders at the end of the day that I think it's just, it's lost its... I don't know. It's it's not its charm. I don't even know what you'd call it. It's lost something that that it used to have when it was more real. I definitely think the influence of Activision has been a massive has a massive impact on Blizzard over the years. Um, they did in, operate quite independently, but something tells me that if the sentiment, the general industry sentiment, and I guess community sentiment around Blizzard doesn't improve in the next like two to three years it wouldn't surprise me if it basically just becomes activision you know they become mm. activision um properties just because if the blizzard name just falls further and mm. further and further at what point does that become more a detriment than a than a benefit not not saying that will happen i'm just saying like i think that things have to improve otherwise mm. who knows mm, yeah interesting point all right. Well, I think we'll, we we'll honestly have to wait until the lawsuit's settled and or like whatever's earlier or one of these major games comes out and see how it's received. Really, cool. Let's get on to the next segment: the future of Smash Brothers. In a recent interview with Famitsu, Smash Brothers director Masahiro Sakurai-san, <laughs> that's not what you meant to say, spoke about the future of the series and if it could continue without him. And anyone who's watching the YouTube clip, as soon as we start talking about Smash Brothers, Mike just goes, see ya. Whoop, he's out there. He's out there. Um, so the Famitsu issue marks the end of Sakurai's bi-monthly column in the magazine after 20 straight years. He spoke about the next Smash Brothers and if he'd be involved. So here's a couple of quotes that we want to reel off. Uh, I'm not thinking about a sequel. And obviously these are all translated, I should say. Uh, and then I, I think I've lost uh, Swinney as well. Um, however, I can't say with certainty that this will be the end of Smash. Interesting. I need to think about whether I must release a Smash game or not, even I, even if I have to do something that would disappoint users. And another quote, I currently do, don't see a path where Smash can be produced without myself. Honestly, we did actually try leaving it to someone else, but it didn't go well. Uh, another quote, if the series were to continue, I have to talk with Nintendo and have a debate on whether it will succeed or not. I must think about this topic seriously, ser seriously, end quote. He also said he wanted to conceal himself for a while. Conceal himself? Is that right? Conceal himself? That's, uh, remember, like a lot of this stuff has been translated yeah. um, from Japanese. So. And uh, not able to say anything he's working on next. He said he he may be better if people forget about him. So, yeah, like we, we should, number one, ground the context that, you know, it is a translation and, I, you know, we've been following this stuff forever before the podcast, right? We're nerds on this kind of stuff. And there does seem to be a lot of issues, especially with Japanese and English. Partly, I think also Swinney, the culture is quite mm. different. And just like how people refer to themselves, it's a, like a specific tone. It's like you can never really big note yourself in Japanese, but like, so it's interesting. Even some of the things he says, I'm like, that doesn't sound Japanese. Like what he's saying, like, especially the mm. bit where he goes, you know, I, I can't see the game going ahead without me. 
And it's mm. like, I wonder if he said it like that or if he actually said it in a different way that's been translated in a bit of a funny way. But, you know, Swinney, like handing over to you, like what do you think about this interview? What were the, some of the biggest things that stood out to you? So, look, none of this is surprising to hear. Um, although I don't think we had known that they'd attempted to hand it over to someone before. Mm, that was this. juicy, yeah. Yeah, like if that's been said before, then, uh, then um, I'm happy to be corrected. But... It is very much Sakurai in terms of, look, especially that last thing about, you know, like he may, may be better if people forget about him. Like he's not, <laughs> I don't, I honestly think he's honest about not wanting to be in the spotlight. Yeah. Um, as much as obviously he's the face of Smash and he does the presentations, even that has come out, you know, in, as part of the, the his uh, this column about, you know, why they're doing those presentations. It's simply because, you know, like, it's just a better way to, I guess, present the information. And I think the Joker trailer, that they spent a lot of money on some of that stuff and they decide to just do presentations um, to really get that information across. But in terms of, I guess, yeah, like, the the whole thing about I have to talk with Nintendo and have a debate on whether it will succeed or not. And it's like, what does that really mean? Like, succeed financially, succeed in terms of people being happy? It's such a kind of like an ambiguous sentence. Well, can I jump in on that? Because I think to me, out of all of these things, that was the most interesting to me. I mean, we should ground the context that, you know, Sakurai has been doing Smash since... 99 was the original Smash on the 64. Is that right? Ballpark? Uh, Ballpark, let's say, 98, And so he's shepherded the the series since then. Um, And almost after every single one, so starting from Melee, so the second one, he's always said in written articles, interviews, after he's finished, this is the last one I'm going to do. He's literally said that each time, right? (laughs) Including uh, Smash 4. He's like, oh, this is the last one I'll do. And he went straight into making Smash Ultimate. So... When he's talking about, uh, you know, someone else do it, should I do it, I don't want to do it, I feel like it's his life's work, so he probably does want to do it or he feels obligated to. But that's the the part that he talks about the success or not is super interesting to me. And, you know, I said it a few weeks ago or even last week, Swinney, that, you know, it'd be cool in the off-season when there's not much gaming news to just, like, spend, like, half an hour really trying to go, like, what, like, what can you do? How can you make a mm. Smash follow-up? when you've gone and done all these negotiations with people to bring characters back in the game that I think is, like, honestly, I think it's a 1% chance they could make a Smash game that has all of these current characters and then more mm-hmm. characters. I honestly think it's a 1% chance. I'd pretty much eliminate it. It's not going to happen, right? Also, for, mm-hmm. for a bit of context, just wanted to say, we talk about obligation, Sakurai. Like, for anyone who doesn't know, Sakurai does not work for Nintendo. Yeah. So it's not like he is told by them, well, you work for us, you have to make Smash. Like, he does have the choice mm. to actually take on that project or not. Yeah. I just wanted and to get that out there, sorry. For yeah, no, no, that's true. And, uh, yeah, I, I, I use obligation more in the cultural kind of reference yeah, to yeah, obligation, yeah. which is much more prevalent in Japanese culture than it is. Like, in the West, no one feels obligated to do anything. You know, they could lead well, something and then just give it up. I still have a roof above my head, but yeah. No, but that's that's not that's a requirement, right? Like, but I mean, like, yeah, you know, I know you're you feeling, yeah, yeah. Um, so I I think that's super interesting to me. This whole will it be successful or not? Because I look at it as like they will need to fundamentally change this game because if all they do is make another version and have like sixty fighters, 
I feel like inevitably people will go, oh, like this is just a, sh- a worse version of Ultimate, mm. right? I, I like, I'm really adamant that what they would need to do is, you know, the DLC characters, they put so much love into each of those characters. I feel like they almost need to start the roster again from Mario and like redo that character and then, you know, Donkey Kong and progressively go through it. And that's the only way they could do it. And then have a game where it's more like 24 fighters. But, you know, I know that people are going to go crazy about that if they do that. But I feel like that's that's the only pathway forward in my view. Mm. And also, I mean, Sakurai a few months ago was talking about, you know, and he's discussed it before, but like actual possible retirement from game development because it's not just mm. Smash that he's worked on over the years. You know, he worked on Kirby, he worked on Kitty Kuris on the 3DS. Like he... he's been game developed for a long time Um, and although he doesn't look it you know like at some point we all get closer to a retirement age and Mm. especially with someone that seems like they've got a diehard work ethic like him um do you need to break yeah definitely so so look as as the the most diehard smash fan and probably the most experienced starter of all three of us by the way that's a joke everyone i played by far the least in fact i don't really play it at all but i would imagine it seems like such a polished game and it's now had so many characters added to it and it's so refined as as a game that the only way i i would personally see a path forward is if you wait quite a period of time till some till you release something new when either you know you people don't really play it on the platform or there's two more generations of new platforms that have come out where it makes sense to do a new game whereas right now on the current generation stuff i just don't see why you would it's such a perfect game in many ways if you could put it that way that it doesn't make sense to have a follow-up to it yeah Yeah. Uh, look honestly it also really depends on nintendo's hardware strategy in the future you know because you could i could definitely see a 4k version of smash being a good selling point but then again it's like where do you go from a smorgasbord like this yeah, but yeah, they could just upscale they, the current addition to that. I don't think mm. they would care about the 4K element mm. to it in terms of, you know, we're not going to cover it as a story, but a part of the Nintendo financials was that they were already, you know, planning the new hardware. And 100%, there'll be a Smash on the new hardware. It's like Mario Kart. It's like mm. a Mario game. It's like a Zelda game. Like they sell so many copies and like Animal Crossing now as well. They sell so many copies, they'll do one per generation. There's no chance in my mind they'll make another Smash game. But, you know, I, I think even inevitably it's going to be compared. And if the next console that Nintendo makes is a Wii U situation or even a Wii original situation where you could play the previous generation, I feel like they're still going to have the comparison, which is like, hmm. well, Smash Ultimate is playable on the next whatever it's going to be called, Nintendo console, and it's better than this new one that's coming out. I mean, the one thing I will say, Mike, and it's like, I know it's not like a casual game is I don't care at all, but I feel like from a community and support and just, you know, hype, if they actually cared about like the net code and all this other kind of stuff and, you know, put rollback and all, like they really paid attention to that stuff in the next Smash Brothers, I feel like they would just get so much love from the community and... Mm. It would, it would build its own hype, even if it was a much reduced roster. Like, that's what I would do strategically if I was inside a Nintendo. Yeah, they, it's like they simultaneously made what I think is the best Smash game, but also kind of shot themselves in the foot by the whole, in the foot by 
the whole everyone is here because each Smash game before, like each sequel before they accept Melee, I think, kind of rem- also kind of removed characters. So it's yeah. like you had a pattern there and then suddenly everyone is here. So anything that comes next will just be like immediately, well, they included everyone last time. You know, so it's such a tough. Like, I wouldn't want to be in the position of the person to kind of make the decision about what the plan is for the next match. Like, that would be such a hard task ahead of you. Absolutely. Plus, you know what else is hard? Trying to compete against bloody Cat Dog in the Nickelodeon game. (laughs) They've set they've set the new bar really really high. So wait till the WB game comes out when you're fighting Batman versus Rick and Morty. But (laughs) last thing I wanted to mention, Swinny, then I'll throw to you for closing thoughts or comments or whatever was. You know, just on that, you know, comparing the rosters, like I feel like it's pretty much certain to me, at least, Sora will not be in the next game, right? Like it was so hard to get Sora. The backstory is literally someone at Nintendo was in the same elevator as someone from Disney and they were chatting about like the gaming industry and things like that. And that's how they got that connection. Like it's mind boggling, like that it's almost like a, like a luck that they got it on board and there were so many guidelines and regulations. They couldn't show like Goofy or, or Donald Duck or all these kind of things. It was like very strict about what they could show and not show. I just feel like I couldn't imagine a world where Disney would say, yeah, Sora can be in the next game as well. And then maybe not even Banjo, you know, so they're the top two most Mm. popular fan vote sort of characters. So yeah, it's, it's, I think you're right, man. I think they've almost created a Pokemon dynamic with it. Where people are like, well, the Pokedex, the national decks, you know, you can bring every, you know, any of my Pokemon through, every Pokemon's available. And then obviously with Sword and Shield, they said they're not doing that. And people went apeshit about it. And it's still, it's still sold really well. So and I think that's the thing, right, Sweeney? The game's going to sell insane on the next console when they release it. Mm. It's not going to be a bad seller, but it, I think mm. it's more, yeah, how did they actually top it? But did you want to add anything else to this, Sweeney? Look, there's, there's a whole bunch of cool little insights that will listen to the description mm. um i'll call a couple out that was part of this uh, uh column now sakurai's been uh writing this bi-monthly column for famitsu for like 20 years or something and this apparently was the last month he was actually on the cover so that's pretty cool but that's some cool. of the other cool stuff that came out so yeah you mentioned banjo kazooie was actually followed followed sora in the smash ballot um popularity which is kind of crazy to me like mm. i would have actually expected or maybe you know i'm just trying to think the timeline of that stuff it just seems banjo was well wanted but it's like yeah but anyway it is what it is um they mentioned a lot about the issues the technical things they had to consider with both adding joker in because of the multiple animations and also pyro and mithra because there's two characters swap back and forth and they almost like were going through these different uh he was considering these different options and if they couldn't get pyro and mithra the, the dual characters and switch between each other you know, he probably would have gone with Pyra instead, which is pretty funny <laughs> to me. But, um, and like talking a lot about those technical development things. So it's really, really cool. Um, but the one of the coolest things I, from my favorite thing out of these talking points is when he talks about balancing the fighters, because that is one of the like, there's so many characters in this game and the types, they're all wildly different, probably wildly different that aren't clones of Marth. Um, <laughs> And basically, he talked about when balancing fighters that he preferred to eliminate, sorry, to not to eliminate the strong points to like debuff 
characters. Well, to not like get rid of what makes them cool and strong, but to add other weaknesses to balance them out. That's cool. So, and that's I think that is just a just a really really cool thing to hear because that's stuff you just didn't hear about, you know, in the past, and it's just. It's great that he felt comfortable to actually talk a bit more about that now. So, which I'll, is, I'll list the rest of them in the description. Which are there's a lot of cool stuff. So, which on that, it's it's actually like what true FGC people always say: like mm. buff the character, don't nerf them. You know, yeah. So, and it's it's funny he said that. I'm not sure if he did that every time. Like he totally nerfed Pichu because that character was ridiculous in the version 1.0, but. Um, yeah, no, we're really looking forward. Obviously, we'll jump on the next Smash Brothers when it comes out, but we're playing uh, Ultimate and mastering every character right now. So <laughs> we'll be there for 100 years. <laughs> All right, we'll go to our final news segment. And a bit of a random one, boys, but a trailer has dropped. A very popular trailer, but it's that X, uh, is X, 8-bit Christmas. So. <laughs> <laughs> this trailer dropped out of nowhere about an upcoming holiday comedy called 8-Bit Christmas, a story about an 80s kid quest to score an NES for Christmas. So the plot focuses on a 10-year-old boy who wants to get a NES for Christmas. It was sort of like 1988-ish, late 80s, starring Neil Patrick Harris, uh, who plays the boy all grown up, telling the story to his daughter. So it's coming out via HBO Max on the 24th of November. Directed by Michael Douse and written by Kevin Jakubowski. Kind of like destroyed that name. Yeah, I, I, I'm probably going to offend someone that kind of sounds like a Star Wars name to me, but I know it's a it's Polish, Polish name. So yeah. I know, it's Polish, I know that the W is a V, but I'm not sure about the, <laughs> the first bit. I think it's Jakubowski. Anyway, um, I don't know why, man. Like this game, uh, this movie is going to be terrible, but I'm kind of pumped about this movie. It looks all right. It looks like the direction looks pretty good. I saw the, the humor looked pretty good. I just saw the trailer and I'm like, wait a second. Like, there, it's an actual NES. There's something about mm. that that I'm thinking, well, oh, like Nintendo has approved this. This is kind of weird. This is a change in Nintendo's stance on these kind of things. It's funny to me because then you look at, like, they've got an example of a video game and, like, the, in the trailer someone drops kicks the CRT TV or something and it's definitely a game that is well above the technical limitations of the nes it's like some street fighter style game oh was it like yeah and i'm like (laughs) man this game this i just just once i want a movie to actually like do two seconds of research into that stuff it's so easy (laughs) so easy to make a fake game look like an nes game anyway i this trailer honestly i comedy movies obviously um you know like they often try to put like the funniest moments in in the trailers i just i don't know it felt a bit flat for me i'm still <laughs> no just in terms of like i was expecting the trailer to be a bit more interesting um i don't know if it's just it's obviously not targeted specifically at me it's targeted at kids mm. but it's like i don't know i'll still probably give it a shot because hey it's a story that you know speaks to our childhoods mm. um and yeah, but uh, it's, I try to, normally if, when we've talked about movies in the past, I like put in brackets like, oh, directed by this person for this movie and write yeah. it, written by this. And I just couldn't find anything that I wanted to put in to shout out that these people have made, honestly. <laughs> so <laughs> like, I don't know. I hope it's, I think it's on HBO Max, so it's not in the cinemas in America. Who knows here? But um, <laughs> yeah, I yeah. don't even know how we watch it in Australia. Hopefully it's on Amazon Prime. Or I, I like yeah. Neil Patrick yeah. Harris. I, I like him. I think he'll probably do the do do well in it. I hope yeah. it's great. 
I think that, I think you've analyzed it correctly though that the the actor means nothing like zero right it's all the writer mm. and director and if they've got mm. a good history as combo together sweet um but you know the actors who cares almost right it's and I, I do like him as well i don't think he's bad but yeah it's funny looking at what these guys have written like uh, <laughs> look I, I, the movie's gonna be terrible it's gotta be right because the trailer only came out and it's coming out in two weeks <laughs> that's not a good sign that's a terrible terrible sign <laughs> <laughs> it's going straight to streaming i mean this is like one of those things where you go into target or something and you see a movie and you're like whoa i never even heard it, of this it, movie and it's it because it's terrible well it kind of in 2021 it probably makes sense especially around that season and what's happening with pandemic put releasing stuff at cinemas i don't know if it's worth it anymore no nah, cinemas are pumping again dude in fairness, Not to the extent that it needs to to be profitable, I reckon. In fairness, the closest <laughs> mm. approximation to this movie is The Wizard, right? Yeah, that, that, but this is what I wanted to bring up. Is this the first yeah. time that the NES mm. has been featured in a movie since The Wizard? Maybe. I reckon it um, might be. The I think for a lot of people, obviously, there's nostalgia there. The Wizard wasn't a very good film either. No, it had funny moments, but it. Everyone just liked it because it showed off Mario 3, right? Hey, it was very accurate. They used the power glove to play Mario 3. Yeah. Come on. And I like that they've got a kid with the power glove in this that's like the king the king of the town because he's got an NES. So I like that kind of stuff. But um, it's probably going to end up being a better film, but just probably less memorable than The Wizard because The Wizard was just had that Mario 3 thing, you know? So mm. Now, like the last thing, because you know how I've got this... Uh, probably infamous tier list that I'm thinking about pulling together, watching every single shitty video game movie adaptation. I yeah. feel like this doesn't count. This is... No. Oh, no. Mm, this no, is this is almost like a, a bonus. Like, you put in The Wizard yet. and you put in this now, I think. Yeah. It's yeah. a bonus. It yeah. doesn't count. The, 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 the issue I have with a lot of these, these films, and I don't want to... Oh, God. I hope this doesn't sound like I'm a movie snob or something, because I'm not. But... <laughs> For example, I, I read um, a while ago, I read a book called Save the Cat, which is all about screenwriting. Um, and that's the name of the book. It's called Save no, the no, Cat. No, no, no. I was just waiting. Uh, I was actually expecting you to go off on a tangent. And you're like, it's about screenwriting. I'm no, like, it's oh, about screenwriting. I'm actually and, surprised. And <laughs> even, you know, even before that, it's just this kind of reaffirms it. You, you, you understand the formula and you understand the formula that a hell of a lot of films use. Mm. To the extent that you're watching the film and you start to predict exactly when a particular thing's going to happen. You know when the low point is, you know when the high point is, you know how it's going to conclude. And it almost makes it, I wouldn't say pointless watching it, but the, the, the journey becomes almost irrelevant because you know exactly where it's going. So what makes it then watchable is the content and the writing of the bits in between. And I think the problem is a hell of a lot of films have really shit bits in between that are not funny. Or they're really badly written. So it ends up having nothing. There's no suspense. There's nothing in it at the end. And I hope it's not the case with this one. But I feel like it's just going to be super formulaic. With a bunch of gags that will probably fall flat. I, we'll see. I, I look forward to your art house analysis of a, a, sure. a big Christmas okay. when it comes I'll out. I'll it like that. Hey, I'm not a movie snob. I just I, The formula <laughs> is just so bloody apparent in so many films. It's ridiculous. Oh, yeah. Mike, uh, if you're up for it, I can... We, we can sync it up so we could stream it. So obviously you want to we, can't, watch it at the same. we can't show okay. the images and stuff like that, but we can stream our reaction to watching it. Okay. Would you be up for that? Yeah. It's going to get yeah. the views that one. 
<laughs> What's what are we gonna show? <laughs> just like I don't two know. two idiots talking. We'll figure out what we can show. I mean, people, but... channels okay. do that. I'm just thinking. Yeah. Like, anyway, I just let's, don't know what we'd show. Yeah, <laughs> we could show something. Something or else. Or just blur the hell out of it. Videos of my cat. No, no, I could just blur it all out. So just blur anyway. it. Yeah, inverse the pixels. <laughs> well, that's the news this week. And wrapping up the news, we'll be bringing up our very special segment, which is called the Minute Mike. It's where Mike will cover all the other news of the week in one minute. The conditions are that we can only include up to 100, at most, 180 words. Swinney, can I confirm? 180 words on the dot once again. <laughs> I, may, I don't know how you do it. And just so people understand. It's called Microsoft Word, word counts. That's what it's word just so people know the average speaking speed is about i don't know 110 120 at most so 180 is a fair clip um as we normally do i will bring up the counter once mike starts so it's 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 over to you mike to start when you feel like you're comfortable to start all right all right all right so Kicking off with the Nintendo News Roundup, they will apparently improve and expand their Switch Online service. Switch is on track to becoming the best-selling Nintendo console ever, but they will make 20% fewer of them this financial year due to chip shortages. Oh my god, that's a mouthful. They will spend $880 US dollars to expand the internal game development and $400 million USD to grow non-gaming entertainment ventures. Mario Kart 8 Deluxe has become the best-selling game in the series. Mario 3D All-Stars has punched has been patched to support the new Switch N64 controller and a standalone Seth Rogen Donkey Kong movie is reportedly in development. Seth Rogen, oh my god, another news, Take-Two has cancelled Marvel Studio Hangar uh, 13's unannounced project, Niantic is shutting down Harry Potter Wizards Unite AR game, Square Ooh. Enix has removed paid boosters from Marvel's Adventures after Massive Outcry, the PS5 has been updated to fix systems being bricked when Seamus battery dies, a new range of Luigi's Mansions Lego sets have been announced, and finally, a US man faces charges for using... A COVID loan to buy a rare Pokemon card. <laughs> you don't you don't need to use the full minute, but well done. <laughs> oh well, well done. done. Well done. I, I know uh, you didn't screw it up so many times. Oh my god. I know you didn't say it, but it made me laugh when you said Niantic, and I'm like thinking like Niantic. 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 Have it flying across the screen. <laughs> I know this would be a shitload of efforts when you but it would be really funny. If you did like tongue twisters in one episode, when you just so, tried to make oh it so, I mean, I, I've tr- I've done that. I've done alliteration once. It was kind of like meant to be like that, and I've thrown in a couple of French names here and there. But um, Seth Seth Rogen, I don't think that's a French name. No, Seth Rogen. What did you say? What did you say his name was? I don't, what Seth the hell did I call him? Rogen. Rogen. <laughs> Rogaine. Rogen. <laughs> Oh, that's oh, awesome. That's well awesome. Done, Mike. All right, let's Thanks. get into the special features. So this week, Mike and I played through unpacking. So we had our hands full this week as we delved into the chill unpacking simulator. Unpacking. Um, so this dropped on Xbox Game Pass. So I played it on PC. Where did you play it, Mike? Xbox Game Pass as well, but it is available on PC um as well and i do believe it's also out on uh switch yep 
Yeah, and, and of I, course, I think it's on other things as well. Like, I didn't other really, things, but really look, it's mainly like Xbox. And, I don't think it's on, on PlayStation as far as I'm aware. Oh, it's, it's not. It's, it's in our run sheet. That's yeah, oh, yeah there it is in our run sheet. No, so, so you PC, played on Series X? But I played, um, so I played it on both. Uh, no, I actually played oh. it on Xbox One and I played it on PC as well. I played it on both because I wanted to see what it's like with the mouse. So I played it through the whole thing with the mouse. And then I wanted to see what it's like with a controller to see if I've missed anything through the game. So I played it with the game being synced between the two, of course. But I started a new game on Xbox. So I played it on both. Well, I'm, I'm confused now. I thought you had a Series X. I do, but I have an Xbox One X in my bedroom where so, I played it. So, Indigo, when, uh, when I, we'll get to Forza in a moment. That's why I'm like clarifying, Mike, did you play Forza on Series X? That one I played on Series X. No, oh, okay, that's yeah, why yeah. I asked because I knew yeah, he had, he had yeah. both set up. No, no, so no I played this okay. on... I mean, look, this isn't a game that needs <laughs> no. the full power of the Series X, to be honest. I think it ran perfectly fine. Uh, even on any PC that you throw at it, probably. Uh, but yeah, it is across multiple platforms. I am actually, to be honest, extremely tempted, and I think I will, buy it on Switch and pay full price. I'm not going to wait till it goes on special, purely because, uh, and I think it's really important uh, to note this, it's by an Australian developer um, called Witchbeam, based in Brisbane. So I think it's worth you know, paying these guys out to keep making cool stuff like this, basically. <laughs> I, am, yeah, uh, right. I feel bad that I played it for free. That That's that's how good the game well, is to me. I, that... I really enjoyed it, and we'll talk about it in more detail, but I feel like now I need to go out and, and actually give them some of my hard-earned cash properly, well, not that's, through that's some very Xbox nice of you, thing. Mike. I think Microsoft's done a good trick uh, on the whole world when people call Game Pass free. Right? Well, well, it's they, not. Okay, they will not, get paid for that, so they will get money. Free. Yeah. yeah, they will get money. But I mean, you know, Game Pass fifty bucks per year, basically the way I got it. So, I uh, I feel like these guys deserve more money. Totally agree. So they can and keep making cool games. You know, we're we're huge supporters of the Aussie gaming industry, and it's very exciting to see that this game, when it released on Steam, it went to number three on the Steam chart, mm. like wow. best selling. That is incredible when you think about how many people buy games on Steam. So, you know, a huge success, maybe like of the order of something even like an Untitled Goose game, which is pretty incredible mm -hmm. when you think about Australian dev recently. And it's probably um, exactly what you want to do, right? Not try to aim for a AAA type game, find a niche that you can really execute perfectly. And, you know, just jumping into the review, like I, I thought this game for what it's trying to do is perfect. Like it doesn't overstay its welcome. Wow. It's sorry, you can make the do dab. I just noticed that in the trailer. <laughs> anyway, sorry. You just watch, Swinny's watching the B roll. Um, yeah, because yeah. you haven't played this at all, right, Swinny? Yes, I have. I've played this. Oh, okay. Have you yes. finished it? I was just letting you assume that I hadn't <laughs> played it and just roll was, with it. I was going to ask after the mic went through. Have you finished it, Swinny? No, no. Well, I'll I'll talk a bit about it when you okay. finish. So. Yeah, sorry, yeah. I cut you off badly in that. Sorry. That's all right. Um. Yeah, I, I really, really enjoyed it. I think it's very zen. It's just very chilled. And it's just one of those games where, you know, it, it's very accessible, right? You know, I even had my son who's four. He was playing it. Like, he was literally, like, clicking the box, dragging it to stuff. Like, you could actually, like, cognitively recognize, okay, <laughs> this has to go there and that has to go there. I was does, like, this is so keep, cool. Does he keep his own room clean? Uh, yeah, no, he's pretty good with that stuff. Okay, I was going to say, because you could, like, almost, like, use this to train your kids to, like, put stuff away. <laughs> and it's very, like, OCD-inducing. So I'll I'll throw to Mike first, and then we'll go round out with Swinny on the OCD element of it, Mike. 
the OCD element, by the way, for those that are watching, I've got Splodge, my cat here. He decided to open the door and come into my room. So a very slight distraction. Uh, I, I think... I don't want to be one of those people that self-diagnoses, but I have a feeling I do have OCD. I do like my things in a neat, orderly fashion. And and this this game is perfect for people that do have OCD, that need to put everything right, put them in the right order, etc. The interesting thing though is I start I was doing that at the start. I was I was putting things neatly. I was making sure the underwear is actually because you can rotate objects. Mm. I was making sure the underwear is rotated the correct way. So all of the underwear is in exactly the right way and there's some sort of a color gradient happening, that kind of jazz. Uh but I found after sort of halfway through the game, I'm like, you know what, I'm just gonna shove them in there whatever they'll do the trick like real life (laughs) like just like real life exactly yeah that's exactly what happens in real life i have my underwear perfectly neat and my t-shirts just folded in the this this awesome japanese way of doing it you like do it in two seconds and but that that only works on a g-string though well i do have a few of those so yes anyway so it's it's definitely fantastic (laughs) the cat goes right It's definitely fantastic from an OCD perspective. Yeah. Um, well, I don't know uh, if that's true. I feel like you're. Yeah, it's, it's like not... a, it's like an alcoholic, and you, this game really encourages drinking. No, but it's it's, like, it's, it's, fantastic it's very for an alcoholic. No, it's just it 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 it's it kind of like that actually, but but I think in a good way. It's therapeutic. I found it as mm. you said. It's very zen like. It's very therapeutic. The music um is quite cool. It's it's eight bitty sort of music. Mm. Well, I think it was probably more like sixteen bit kind of music, but um. And perfect for the the feel of it, especially because you start off in in the '90s and you sort of progress through through the eras, um, and, and that music just also helps with the chillness of the game. And you're just sitting there, opening a box, putting something there, opening a box, putting something up there, um, and and the gameplay loop just feels re- really really good. Um, I don't know. Do do you want to? I'll, I'll, no spoilers, of course, but do you want to quickly talk about the story element? Well, probably not, right? Because I don't want to spoil it. No, people, no, without cause... without spoiling it. So the only thing I, I, I'd say, because again, I don't want to <laughs> like spoil like, any, nah, no, anything. About, no, no, no. I, I think it's worth noting noting the fact that the game tells doesn't tell a story in a conventional way, mm. and I think this is really mm. cool about it. So it, there's no cutscenes. There's nothing like that. The only way you understand the story is through the world that you're presented with as well as the objects that you're unpacking mm. and what you do with them and where you put them, etc. And I, I don't want to say anything else because it's really, it's worth going through the story to understand the progression of that person's life. And it's actually quite cool because I think it does also make you think about your own life to, to, to a large extent. It sounds maybe weird. Oh, this is so deep, but it kind of is. It, it really does make you mm. think about what is it like when you go from being a kid? Do you still have the, the toys that you've kept mm. since then? You know, it's stuff like that. That's, what were you going to say, Swinny? I was just going to say, yeah, exactly that. It's like you suddenly, you, when you realize, okay, the next stage is further along in that person's life, then you, st- I'm like, wait, I've still got stuff that I've had since I was a kid. And it, it, it's very self-reflective in that way. It's like it kind of makes you stop and think that while I know, you know, that the whole possessions versus, you know, minimalism and stuff, but it's like there are possessions we have that are so emotionally linked to our Mm. life that we carry them with us so it's really interesting to see like it's you know it's such a unique as you said way to tell a story 
and, yeah, and just, I'm sure I'm sure it's further in that. But uh, anyway, so. just just to just to add to that, Swinny, because there's one moment in the game under I don't know actually if you got up to it. Depending on how much you played, I'll throw it back mm. to you in a second. But where and I won't ruin the story or anything, but it's effectively there's an there's an item that there's just no room to put it anywhere. That's exactly what I was thinking and it's about. Like, yeah. I yeah, don't want to say yeah. what it is, but there is. It's fantastic. I and, love that. And and you're playing yeah. it and it's like it actually got me, man. I was like, yeah. oh man, like and I understand that feeling myself of like the cuz I you know, out of the three of us, I've probably maybe moved the most. I don't know, maybe you're about equal to me, Mike. Hmm. But you know, we've both moved a lot. A so lot, you yeah. go through these different phases when you move to places. You're like, oh, I'm going to do it differently. I'm going to go cleaner or minimalist. And the, the game explores that as well. But just that feeling of like something that, you know, you may be really proud of. It's almost like you're packing it away. And what does that mean? And what does that say about your psychology and everything? So there's some really cool moments in the game like that. Really, really enjoyed it. But yeah, I want to like see. So you played it a little bit, Swinny. You didn't have enough time, thoughts, or what happened? So, unfortunately, this week I spent a lot of... I didn't talk about it earlier, but I spent a lot of time watching Let's Plays of Dark Souls. And <laughs> I spent way longer watching that stuff than playing games. But I did spend... I did get through the first couple of area, uh, levels yeah. in unpacking. Um, so I definitely didn't kind of get too far along with that. But one part that I really loved... Um, you know, it's such a unique game, but just when you first start opening boxes and they give you multiple rooms and you're like, wait, why is there this, this is a box with the kitchen stuff. Why is there a keyboard yeah, here? Yeah. And then you're like, wait, but that's what happens when yeah. you move stuff. Yeah. It's like randomly something doesn't fit. And then you're like, well, where is that thing? And it's just, even that tiny thing is just such a cool little moment. Um, I really, really had a lot of fun with it, but I also think the time I was playing it, like when I got to like a level, I'm like, okay, now you've got like five rooms or something. And I'm like, I just felt like it wasn't the right kind of game to play at that moment because mm. I'm just like, I think you have to, not to say you, you know, for everyone, but for me, I'm like, I think I have to probably be in a bit of a different mindset to, to go further than that at the time. Just because at that point it's like, well, oh, now there's actually, now it's actually a very substantial task. It's not like just three rooms, like there's lots of boxes and then it's mm. like, okay. But I, you know, I, I think it's such a great little game, honestly. I think it's such a cool experience so far. So Yeah, I totally agree. And just on the story, you don't know this this uh, conversation that Mike and I had, <laughs> Sweeney, but I gave Mike a call maybe like 10 minutes into playing the game. And I'm like, damn, I, I dude, I know exactly what's going to happen in this game. I, and I laid it all out. I'm like, this is what they're going to do. They're going to do this and then that's going to happen. And... I was like, man, I'm I'm bloody smart, right? And then I played through the game and I'm like, whoops, I was wrong. <laughs> now, like, there's some twists in it that, like, I kind of was expecting, but maybe I was even more extreme than the twists that they had in the game. But, um, no, nah, really cool. I wanted to shout out just the last couple of things from me, uh, just from an accessibility perspective. Mm. Like, I'm always a big fan of when games go pretty deep on accessibility, um, especially when... You're just bringing people in. It's not ruining the game or anything like that. So they have some really cool options. Like, you know, they're very mindful of, you know, a lot of video games will have cues, like audio cues or visual cues. So they're like, they've, they've been really thoughtful about how that interaction works. So that if you can't hear, it's like you will not miss out on something in the game or vice versa. Um, and then also they've got settings in the game, which 
you know, once you complete a room, the game assesses it and says, oh, well, no, you've got the toaster in the, the bath. That doesn't work, right? You can actually <laughs> switch all that work. off. You can actually <laughs> just say place things anywhere you want, right? Mm. So you can get through the story and all that kind of stuff. So I just wanted to give them a shout out with that. <laughs> the one thing, and, you know, like, I think the devs are really cool. I actually reached out to uh, Ren Breyer, who's uh, one of the devs on the game. And she, she wrote back to us. And <laughs> this is a weird thing to say, but how do I say this without spoiling any of the story? But essentially there's an element of the game, especially being a dad now that, you know, the game explores. And I'm like, Oh, I don't think that's a really safe thing for the game to allow you to do. Right. So I wrote the toaster in the bathroom. (laughs) No, not, yeah, it's similar to that, but it's about, (laughs) you know, my newfound dad, gamer dad perspective. So I reached out to her and she actually wrote back, like, it seemed like they really did think about it. You know, like, should they do that or not? And why? And all this other kind of stuff. I still don't agree with where they landed on it. Um, And I spoke to some other parents about it, actually. I'm like, am I crazy about this? And they go, no, no, no. I totally understand what you're saying. I want to know what this is now. I might have to. uh, Yeah, we'll talk offline because I don't want to spoil it for people. But um, I just want to give a shout out. Like, how cool are these people, right? Like, they've got a game that's like blowing up and they're like Mm -hmm. responding to the smallest podcast in the universe. There's just one last thing I wanted to mention, and it's kind of linked to accessibility as well, is that I think this would be a fantastic game for people that are neurodivergent, that have, like, Mm. that really, um, I guess, appreciate routine and have, you know, compulsive behavior we mentioned before, just because the nature of picking stuff up and putting it away, like my, Mm. uh, my, I have family members that work in that field. And that is that is very much something I think that, you know, I'm actually going to tell them and say, hey, if they, uh, you know, they like video games, there's this game that has a lot of accessibility options, but has that routine, has that that feeling of, okay, I'm putting stuff somewhere. So I think it's a potentially a really great game for, for people like that. Yeah, awesome. Yeah, a huge recommendation from all of us, I think. Really big, yeah. Very it's short really cool. experience. So it's not, you know, something yeah. scary in terms of jumping in. And I think it's, you know, obviously a studio will be looking out for. It'd be interesting even if they tried to do DLC for the game as well. Well, I was actually thinking because to, to me, one of the, the, the only real disappointing thing about the game, honestly, is it felt short. But I like, I'm, I like I'm with you. I, like I don't want things to keep yeah. dragging on and dragging on. But for this, I actually genuinely felt just I just want more. wanted more. Yeah, I wanted want more. more. I wanted more things. I wanted more of the story. I wanted, to, you know, kind of. I'm not again. I don't want to. I don't want to say where the story ends or anything like that. It's not like there's a big plot twist. But I'm like, I want to see more and more and more. <laughs> and I, and I think I can see how they could expand it to actually go through the entire life of that person, if that makes sense. Yeah, I could totally see it, and. And I'm hoping that they do because that's probably my only real gripe with the game. It felt a little short, and that also maybe goes to uh, extends to the fact that there's there's these stickers you can collect. And look, we've, we've spoiled the entire toaster in the bathtub thing. But basically, if you do certain things with certain objects, you get stickers that come up. Mm. And the one that we've just spoiled is if you take the toaster in any of the games where there's a toaster available, it's a bathtub. You put it in there. It, it was in the footage that was shown. Before, yeah, it was so in the footage as yeah, well. So it's yeah. not spoiling too much. But they're, they're kind of achievements within the game itself. Um, so I 100% at the game, and honestly, what it felt like two hours or something. Mm. It, it felt extremely That's short great. in that sense, and I was just craving more for once. Normally, I'm like, oh my god, this game is dragging on. But this time, I just wanted more. You could always. Pack all your stuff up in a box and I then put it all back yeah. again. Which, which is what I did because my parents were moving. So <laughs> I went and helped them pack. And by the way, by the way, this is freaking horrible. And it, it's it's on the topic. 
I realize what a shit son I am because I think I have about 30 or 40 big storage boxes at their place. Like Whoa. proper, you know, 60, 70 <laughs> liter boxes. Yeah, full of my, my shit. I reckon there's got to be, I'll count them next time, but there's got to be at least 30. That's a lot, dude. Oh, it's 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 insane. It's all you it's move stuff on, like man. <laughs> books. No, no, it's all stuff that are like I I don't know. You know things like um like collectors statues, mm. collectors editions of games. You know random trash like that, which really is just. And by the way, this is the last thing I'll say about this game as well, because we touched on on the topic that it it it's what I love about it is that it it's it's a very self reflective game. It's a game that actually really makes you think about your own life and your own experiences in life, moving through life and, and the things that you hold dear. And it, it definitely has made me all, you know, realized again that I just have too much stuff. And in the game, it's the Shit, same. I'm playing the again. game and I'm like, do you really need this thing? Why do you keep uh, taking this thing with you? <laughs> we're running long, but I, I, so, yeah. I would want to explore game. this more. <laughs> hey, yeah, quick shout out to caller Ben, who's uh, in the Twitch chat. Um, hey, Ben. Yeah, let, let, let's jump to the last review impressions, but maybe we'll keep it a bit short because we will be reviewing this game next week, Mike. So yep. Forza Horizon 5 uh, released early for those who wanted to pay the premium price. For everyone else in the cheap seats like us, it's going to be on Tuesday next week. So Racing Aficionado, Mike, got early access to Playground Games' latest entry in their latest flagship series. Forza Horizon 5. Is it the best one yet? Dot, dot, dot. Yes, Mike. it is. End of segment. <laughs> All right, good. Nice to see you, let's, boys. Let's go into the wrap-up. <laughs> let's go to the outro. <laughs> okay, okay. So all jokes aside, well, yes, yes, it absolutely is. Um, I'll, I'll keep it short as for your request. So I got early access to it by paying 60-something schmulas in order to get the premium content pack. Reason being, I thought to myself, you know what? This game is technically free. I know I'm going to play it a ton of hours. I'm happy to actually pay for it. For 60 bucks, you get all the car packs, all that jazz, all the added content. Fantastic. So I did, and then, you know, I got to play it early. Um, I, well, it's hard to judge exactly how far I'm into it because it's not like a story-based game or anything, but I think I'm actually quite far into it. So, for example, I've no. discovered something like 380 out of the 560 roads or whatever it is. <laughs> So in terms of, you know, the map that I've done, I've well and truly probably traversed 75% of the roads wow. if that, that is anything to go by. And that wasn't intentionally going out and, and trying to find all the roads because, yes, I will do that eventually. A um, couple of things I'll say. So from a sound and visuals perspective, as, as others online have said, amazing looking game. I played it on the Xbox Series X. I might give it a crack on PC as well once I set up my new uh, graphics card. Um, the one thing that I didn't quite get is why they bother to include a quality mode on on, on the Xbox version of it. Um, quality mode caps you to 30. Performance leaves you open to 60. Uh, it is a game that is absolutely way better at 60 frames per second. Personally, I don't know why the hell you'd want to play it at 30. Um, and visually, it actually isn't isn't a, a downgrade or anything. Um, yes, there's less foliage and stuff like that, but you'd be hard-pressed, unless you saw it frame by frame, to really notice the difference between the two. Just, um, just while on playing that, it. so like, it, it's not my view, but I did watch a bit of the Digital Foundry coverage of it, mm -hmm. and they actually recommend playing it on quality mode. And, you know, so there's a whole stuff around no. why one over the other. Um, I wouldn't know. I've tried both. Okay. I actually tried both. Um, and I actually tried quality first because I know how jarring it is to go from 60 back to 30. And I thought I it's more cinematic. Oh, yeah. Very funny. 
If it was the 24, then maybe. Um, so I completely, completely fundamentally disagree with that. Okay. I mean, look, each to their own. Try it, try it in both. What it's do just they know? Personally, the, the downgrade is... it's t- Seriously, I, I, I watch side-by-side stuff of the mm. two. There's some really good YouTube clips that show, show it side-by-side. And yes, you can tell the difference, but it's so minute in so many ways that it's not worth degrading your so, your racing experience going to at be, 30. To be fair, they were like they weren't like super adamant either way on it. Yeah. So it's not like they were, you know, they were basically saying that the game still obviously looks great at in the performance mode, but it's obviously like, when we're talking about those like I forget what they talk about but that special like texturing thing they're doing, like the procedural texturing or whatever. And like ray There's tracing just, and stuff? No, so ray photogrammetry. Trace, yeah, photogrammetry. Like, basically, there's more layers of that in the yeah, yeah. mode. But ray tracing, I believe, is only in photo mode and in the showcase area. There's no ray tracing in the main yeah. game. Yeah, that's right. So, but here's yeah. here's my issue. Yes, of course, visually, it's going to look better. But you don't stop. It's, it's a racing game. It's not a game where it's all about looking at every single tiny detail. Everything zooms past you. It's so freaking fast that you can't see those details anyway. To the extent that if you want to take photos and you want to, you know, take in the sights and sounds... You can switch it to that just to go exploring briefly and look at the the quality of the stuff. But playing the game, I can't possibly see why anyone would want to play it at 30 over 60. It's mm. just not... It's almost like, why did they even have the option there for that kind of oh, stuff? They should have kept sh- it just for photos. should check that video uh, out. Yeah. Will do, will do. And well, I love those guys, by the way. I think they do amazing stuff, so I'm not dissing their their thoughts on it. Well, we'll so, like, Swinny, you're playing it next week, yeah? I'll give it a shot. The yeah. thing for me, though, is that... um. I still really wanted to delve further into number four. Um, mm. And that's still a great looking game. I was not oh, on yeah. this level, but I, I will for the show, but I probably won't put a lot of time into it because I still feel like I was only a couple of hours in number four. And, you know, I've got an English background. So it's like, <laughs> that's that's why I really want to play through that one properly because it's yep. sitting in England, you know? So uh, look, honestly, um, from, from, from an overall experience perspective, it refines everything, but to me personally, I don't find it, it adds anything that much new, if that makes sense, to make number four inferior in many ways. It's not. number. I could go back to number four, and other than graphically, it's not going to be quite as great. It's got all of the stuff that I want out of it. So you'll enjoy four, maybe even more than five, to be honest, just because of the setting that you have more affinity towards. Mm. We'll, we'll cover um, it next week. Like, yeah, we'll, we'll have a go. We'll I'm, I'm similar thing. to you, Swinny. I probably won't put massive hours in of starting a new role as well next week. So, um, but yeah, I definitely want to check it out and I haven't actually played any of the Forza Horizon games. So it'd be my first. So it'd be well, nice to see how I take it. Yeah. Like I think like I've played most of them. So mm. it's, I think for someone, it'll be interesting to get a fresh take jumping in a five. Yeah. And I really room. don't know almost anything about it apart from it's a Excellent. open world game. I'm like, it's an, you know, it's a car RPG. Yeah. No, car don't, RPG. don't say anymore. Cause I don't really know anything else. And it doesn't look like he's when he agrees. Let's, let's have that debate next week. No, it totally is a car RPG, but anyway, right, we'll debate it next week. I will, okay. I will wrap it up. I'll save everything. I think, uh, unless you guys want more, more no, first hand no, no, no. impressions, uh, no, we'll, till, till we all talk about it properly. Yeah, Cause there's quite a few thoughts that I have on the game, both good and bad. Yeah. So. I think like, let's save it for next week. We'll do a full on review of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that wraps us up for this week's show. Uh, next week, we will have those extended thoughts on Forza Horizon 5. And also, I'll be picking up the Legend of Zelda Game & Watch handheld. Swinney, you didn't buy, you didn't pre-order or order that, did you? No, you've already been burnt once. No, it, it, no alarm. It didn't, it didn't have an alarm. 
<laughs> the playdate doesn't have an alarm either, so you can't order that either. If they if they do a Donkey Kong one, I'll buy it. <laughs> I wonder enough. if I pre-ordered that though. Sometimes I forget what I pre-ordered. <laughs> you it's don't really know if bad. you pre-ordered until I get an email and it's like, oh shit, I pre-ordered the Halo you know, special edition console or oh, some shit. You, you, you know, Mike. <laughs> No, it's not out yet. You know, oh, okay. Mike, if you if you did get that, that counts as three different games against your new, don't buy less games resolution. Uh, I like in one go, become, in one I, go, three games in one hit. I well and truly screwed that uh, New Year's resolution up, let's just say. Yeah. Oh, awesome. you remember when Mike wasn't buying new games? No, no, no. That yeah, but funny. then I realized I'm on a gaming podcast and I went, oh, yeah. <laughs> you should probably buy some games. Oh, that's awesome. All right, well, with that, bye-bye. Catch Ciao. you later.